Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Tailing, a podcast about people for people. Welcome to Tailing, a space where we as millennials talk about the issues that matter to us. We explore the moments in life which moved, challenged, and shaped us into the people we are. We're here to laugh, share, listen, and talk about it all. Hello everyone, welcome back to Tailing. Today I'm here with a special guest. Do you want to introduce yourself? Yeah, hello. Uh, my name's Angus from Brisbane, <laughs> from university, I suppose. Um, yeah, more else to say. Yeah, Angus and I met, um, we used to like work together literally when- Flipping burgers. Yeah, when we were like 18, 19. A while ago. Like babies. <laughs> um, but anyway, so Angus has been away for a while, and I like obviously follow him on Insta, and he's always somewhere. So I wanted to do this podcast about traveling because I've done a bit of traveling, and you know, so many people are doing it, and I just thought it'd be a cool person to get an insight. Lovely. Um, but basically, so run me through. So before you left, like, what were you doing, like, in Brisbane? Yeah, so I would have, I graduated 20, middle, halfway through 2017. Yeah. Um, what did you study? What I studied, yeah. uh, film, a little bit of marketing as well. So once I finished, I did some digital uh, marketing interning. Mm. And I just, like, worked at a call center for, mm. for, I don't know. So I was working in the call center for that whole year. And then when I graduated, I did some internships for few months and then I went over to Nepal mm. so I went to Nepal with my friend and we worked at a school there yeah, yeah. Um, so we worked at school for about two three weeks and before that I was in India for a bit as well and then like just did the whole Nepal stuff um, side note Nepal is my favorite country really? best place in the world would recommend it to anyone it's amazing oh really it's so good cheap and it's fulfilling do a lot of trekking a lot of walking and everyone there is super nice ridiculously nice really mm, yeah so that's amazing um, so yeah and then we, we did that so I worked at the school there and then I, throughout the meantime, like, you know, creatively to continue, I would like to film photography. Oh. So I always take um, film shots as I went because I didn't like carrying around my big expensive camera. Yeah. Because, yeah. you know, things get stolen when you travel or you lose yeah. it. And so much guaranteed. Yeah. Um, yeah. So essentially then we just came back from that trip on Christmas. And then we had, we're, we're at a crossroads. I definitely remember the point we're at a hostel in the pool. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're chilling out, having a few beers, me and my friend. And we basically said, like, you know, we could go home back to Australia and get full-time jobs and, you know, start our career, start our adult life. Yeah. Or he said, I have a, I used to work in a summer camp in America when I was 18, like in 2014. No, yeah, 2014. Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah, essentially, he's like, I can just send an email off and see if we can get jobs there. So I was like, all right, we'll, we'll give that a go and see what happens. And then within a week, we got, like, we got jobs. Really? Yeah, it was quick. They must have liked him there. Yeah, so then we basically agreed to do that. Um, Did you come back home though? Yeah, we were back. Came home for like two, three months. 
So Two, yeah. Yeah, came back home. I went to work again for a bit and then um, did another internship real quick. And then basically, yeah, just save as much money as we could. Then we jetted off to USA. So, like, when I left Australia, I had $2,000 Australian. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, not much. How did that make you feel? Like, uh, I'm cool like that. I don't mind. I like traveling. I wanted to give it a go, like, backpacking with no money. Yeah. Well, I guess give it a go. But, like, yeah. Uh, it's not definitely not ideal, but, like, I was yeah. ready just to jump in there and give it a go. I was very excited and I was with my friend and we're both, you know, he's travel savvy. He did a full gap year mm. in 2014. He's been, he's been traveled a lot more than I have. Yeah. And I was with him and then, yeah, we left on the, what was it? Second or third of May, I think. Mm. Um, landed in New York city, spent a week there. Then, um, went to work at this camp. Uh, and essentially my job at the camp was, I was, um, a high ropes instructor, you know, for like a rock climbing wall, yeah. zip line and high ropes course. Yeah, um, yeah, but I have like no experience at all. But they like obviously that. teach you and stuff. Yeah, so you get like three days of training. But then in my first week, like I guess the deputy head of the camp really, really likes me, so he promoted me to head of department. Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> so I was in charge of this department at this summer camp, and it was um, it was a very bougie summer camp. I'm talking like six thousand US for three weeks to go to. Like celebrities, what? kids go there. Are you serious? Uh, Matt Naomi Watts, Lee Schreiber, Ben oh Stiller's daughter. There. Yeah, no, what? real famous rich kids go there. Um, That's hilarious. Yeah, and I got promoted to head of department within a week. Oh my God, <laughs> um, I got a sneaky little pay rise and some other benefits. Yeah. Um, which I really needed, obviously. Yeah. I had no money. Do they provide you with accommodation? Yeah, so you get food and accommodation. So I, being head of the apartment, I could have lived on my own, but I chose to live with the kids just because it's part of our thing with my yeah. mate. Kind of, kind of regretted it because, you know, living with, you know, 12 to 15, 14-year-old boys, you mm. know, for three months can get a little bit irritating. Oh, my God. Because, like, up to 900 to 1,000 kids at this camp. You know, and me being like, you know, me, me and my friend will... 23 years old yeah in the summer camp like we were a little bit uh i want like a little bit older for it, i suppose like these summer camps so you go through like you know um companies external companies and they find you a camp and then you go yeah. there yeah. and they kind of organize it all for you it's definitely for the 18 year olds if you're 18 you're just leaving school and you want to start your gap year yeah cannot recommend it highly enough like yeah number one so you know for your full gap year you go overseas start overseas head into the summer camp, work there, roughly what we got paid, depends on who you go from where you go. Mm. You know, I end up getting just under 4,000 US. Really? For three, three there. months there. Yeah. Or that's three, four, four months. That's pretty um, good. Yeah. That's not too bad. Like, I guess like, you know, you'd be making more money back home, but then again, yeah. you're overseas. So but then again, you also have accommodation and, and food. food. Yeah. So it's a go away. So, you know, if you've initially traveling would highly recommend jumping on one of those because you can work there and you're you know you're still four months out of home you're still not in australia for four months yeah and then you have like four thousand bucks so from there you can go wherever you want you know yeah um so that's what we did we rocked up there um yeah a lot of people there like 18 19 like i said um did that bother you? Like, it no, uh, yeah. like the people you were working the, with were like... Yeah, the people who were my staff, I was managing them. Oh, uh, yeah. Uh, those are right, man. So you got to realize, as you would expect, you know, a bunch of 18, 19-year-olds yeah. you know, in your own little world in the middle of nowhere. And for three months, you know, there's a lot of... The rumor mill is pretty insane. Mm. So you got to strap up for that, you know what I mean? Someone sleeps with someone, everyone knows about it within 10 minutes. Oh, my And God. then dealing that with managing your staff... 
through that. Like, and you got to be their boss, but you got to live with them twenty four seven, and like, you know, be their friend as well. Yeah. So you know, you know, one, you know, someone might get someone else. I, I, I banned anyone from sleeping together. Yeah. Know, in my group, because, <laughs> How can you ban? Oh, because you know, don't shit where you eat. Like, <laughs> it's just caused so much trouble. <laughs> I didn't ban it, but like I. But you weren't in favour of I it. I definitely not in favour of it. Yeah. I don't deal with that. I don't deal like with Jess and you know James yeah. just had sex the other week, and now they don't want to talk to each other at work, and they're supposed to be checking kids on a high on a rock or like you know, you know and like because it was a little bit element of danger with mine, you know, if we screwed up, kids yeah. could die. And well, I was very underqualified. I'd never done it before, so I was gonna, yeah or managed staff before. Yeah. Um, but it was fun. <laughs> um, it was very, it was very good fun. And you know, from there, the best part about the summer camp as well. More, um, if you're traveling America, definitely start in the summer camp because from that summer camp, we made friends all over the states, That's like so literally cool. everywhere. So one of our best friends, who me and my um, friend made, was Victor. Yeah, he was, this, um, he was an absolute character out of Miami because um, it was a, it was a performing arts camp, so all Broadway. He used to be a Broadway producer along those lines. And essentially, yeah, we um, once the camp was finished, we all jumped in his... We managed to persuade him to uh, road tripping after that with us. Wow. Because he lived in California in the desert in uh, Joshua Tree. Yeah. Wow. So we're like, let's drive there. Because um, he had to drive there anyway. So we yeah. went... So we, yeah, from there, and he's been working this... He's been going and working at the summer camp now for like 11 years. What? So he just... How was, old is he? Uh, I think he's 25. No. Um yeah, and then essentially he did the full east we did the full east coast with him, so we, we wrapped up on the third of September. Mm-hmm. Um, jumped in his, his Prius and we drove to New York City. Um What pop- do you think of New York? New York's awesome. Yeah. It's amazing. Expensive did you live though. There? No, no, we lived upstate New York. So uh, we were okay. like, our camp was in New York, yeah. So yeah, it was like, yeah. about it was like two and th- two, three hours up north. Yeah, yeah. Um so yeah went to New York regularly though it's expensive it's awesome amazing best place ever but very expensive I couldn't live there like because you my could, mom you could definitely there. live there no I couldn't really like my mom lives it's like, there it's so glamorous so I go there like I try like to go every year but it's very like it's just too much yeah especially yeah. going from Brisbane oh, yeah big time and you go you know my house back in Brisbane that I left was $100 a week and you had a mm. big backyard is cheap yeah whereas New York you're paying 2500 US literally for an apartment but you're in New York <gasps> the glitz and the glamour it is cool we actually stayed in Brooklyn though when we were there I, mean, I love Brooklyn Williamsburg that's what yeah. we were oh that's situated. such a nice area oh, yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, it was good. But like I said, no money. And we rocked up there. So, you know, it was draining funds quickly. So we'd need to get out of there. Yeah. Um, so then we stayed there for a few. We saw a few Broadway shows, went out a little bit. Then we drove to Washington, D.C. Um, stayed a night there, met up with some friends. Like, so this is the part that our friends were there. So we just crashed on the floor. We, we, we couched up the whole way down the States. We stayed. How did that make you feel? Well, it, was, it was awesome. I wasn't, I wasn't spending money, you know. Yeah. I was eating Wendy's and sleeping on couches by the end of it a little bit rough though but like so we you know our friends were staying out of place so we camped on their couch you know we were there for a few days and then we drove to Richmond which was a shithole um, we had stayed in a uh, Airbnb it was a little stop over there it was a bit of a drive we stopped over in a um, Airbnb 
um, in like the hood. <laughs> and it was pretty pretty dodgy. Wrapped up there. Then we went to. We were originally going to drive straight to Saint Augustine in my in Florida. Mm-hmm. We're on the coast there. Pretty gorgeous. But we ended up swinging by Savannah, Georgia, which would highly recommend. Savannah, Georgia is really, 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 really pretty. Yeah, it's amazing. Found a beach, which was awesome. How um, do you keep yourself? Like, because obviously, like, doing all these different things, how do you keep yourself just, like, open to not knowing what's happening and just being, like, chilled with it and just being, like, I don't know, let's, you know, let's take it a day at a time. Like, yeah, how do you be so open-minded? Um, that's traveling, though. Um, you have to be like that because, like, this is your mindset. you got nothing else to worry about. It's just the next destination. And as long as you know, like, that's, I guess that's backpacking is different types of traveling, you know. You yeah. Do, you stay in your resorts or nice hotels or you can do like the cheap, like I said, depending on your finances. There's a saying that kind of goes around when you're traveling. It's you're either money rich or time poor or you're time poor and money rich. Is mm-hmm. that right? Yeah. So meaning that like you're, no, sorry, money rich and time poor. Mm-hmm. Time poor, money rich. <laughs> <laughs> um, time rich, money poor. Yeah. So as in like you're either there for a short time but you got money. So let's yeah. say, you know, you're on your four weeks holiday, you're going overseas for a bit. Or you're like me, you're going indefinitely for as long as you can with $2,000. So you squeeze every penny and you, you ride through the shit to eventuate to wherever you end up, to wherever yeah. you can get a job, like wherever you can like end up longer without spending the most of money until you're finally out of money and you have to head home, which was me a month ago. But then um, that's, that's skipping ahead a little bit. So we'll, we'll backtrack. So yeah. Georgia. Stopped, stopped in there for dinner. We're like, oh, this place is awesome. We'll just stay here. I mean, that, that, that freedom of like mm-hmm. is what's so good about it because, you know, you don't have to go anywhere anytime soon. You know, we can, if you want to stay, you can just stay. Um, and then we went to Savannah for a bit and then we went to Orlando, um, went, went to Universal Studios. So our friend from the camp once again had this rented this place and it was like this big house and we paid like 20 bucks a night to stay there. And it was like pool, and then our friend Victor, because he worked in the, you know, the acting scene, knew some actors who were in a Universal Studios and Disney World, and you got us both free tickets for the day. It was insane. So we went to Universal for free, came back, chilled, then we went to Miami, and I stayed with my friend Victor's um, sister for five days in Miami. Yeah. Um, drove back up, went to Disney World um, for the day, which was awesome. Um, surprisingly awesome. I didn't think I didn't think I'd like it that much, but that place is really cool. Like I'm 23 really? and I still loved it. <laughs> it's cool. I it's feel fun. so like somewhere like Disney. World. Well, there with the Disney princess. She plays she plays Ariel in the show. Yeah, it's gorgeous. Uh, oh she's so nice. Um, yeah, and then after that, let I me mean, you know we'll drive in like 12, 14 hours a day. That's insane. As a rule, but you know our whole lives we're in this car and we'll just drive, play music, read, read books. Um, did, did they ever get on your nerves, like the people who um, you were driving with? No. So, uh, not, not while we were traveling. So, um, you know, my friend who I went over with, John, like ultimately we were, we were together 24-7 almost mm. for about eight and a half months, eight months. Um, about my other friend, Victor, like, you know, in the end we were with him pretty much every day for uh, five months. Yeah. You know, five and a half months, roughly. Um, it, while traveling, it's good because, you know, you're always heading to new places, doing new things. And there's always times when, when you're traveling with someone, they're going to go on your nerves. Always. Like, it always happens because you're with them all the time. And sometimes you're in very stressful situations. Um but then again, like you just could, it's like a, it's like you're a married couple. You just got to give and take. You got to like, you got to let, you got to let something slide. You got to let something's not go your way. 
you got like you know pushing things you want to do yeah so it's always been very it's always good being clear as well there's times me and John weren't, weren't, weren't good on good terms you're just trying to just tell him you're pissing me off and he'd be like alright I feel like guys but are pretty good where we're like that yeah no yeah. for sure and also like myself and John there's a reason why like you know I was in Nepal with him previously and like you know so we can't travel together like we know that yeah um, we're two kind of similar people in that regard yeah um, which works um, obviously sometimes it doesn't work which can cause some drama but that's why if you are backpacking I guess like there's that difference between backpacking and traveling yeah when you're backpacking like you can always leave and do what you want to do it's always good not to tie yourself to them mm. um, I would definitely say that, you know backpacking uh, next time I travel I would definitely want to do it uh, by myself really yeah by yourself is the best for that reason you can do whatever you want you can do it, go wherever you want and you're never really alone because you go to a hostel and within two hours you'll have 12 friends uh, I That's remember like when I was on student exchange and I was so I don't know maybe I don't know if it's just I don't know <laughs> anyways I was so like nervous yeah. like about the thought of like you know traveling by myself yeah and no, it then, always is at the start, first yeah. it always is but that goes really fast and I think there's Very always difficult. this fear of being like oh like I don't know, you're going to be in the moment, but then it's better if you're, like, sharing it with, like, another person. Yeah, but there's definitely... Or you're going to yes, get lonely. No. Yeah, you, you, you're never lonely, that's the thing. If you have, like, an open schedule, you're never lonely because, like, you'd just go and you'd find friends and, you're, like, you'd be with them. And you can then you can just go wherever they're going. Yeah. You know what I mean? So you go to, you know, Colorado for, you well, you would say, two days and you meet some people that you really like and they go, oh, we're going to Miami. You want to come with? You go, yeah, sure. And That's why, amazing. Why not? Because, you know what I mean? Like, why yeah. not? Because you get, like, you know, like, and then you find a crew and you go up there for a bit and you get sick of them and you find other people and you go up other people. That's why, that's what's so fun about sex. It's pure freedom. Yeah. Um, in that regard. Have you always been like it's that? It's a drug. No, not at all. Uh, no, no. First time I traveled by myself, I went to India. India? That, yeah. I worked in an orphanage. Yeah. The first time I went by myself. Even then, like, it was with like, a couple other people. It was, um, it was, yeah, first time I was 19, maybe 18. Yeah. Yeah, no, that was awesome. Um, obviously, initially, it's scary, but it guarantees you just, just got to do it, just keep going, dive in there. It always works out. Usually, no. Yeah, usually. <laughs> no, nah, like, yeah, it always, it always does work out. There's been plenty of times on this trip where I thought we're in real deep shit, but it always works out. Yeah. Like, we got in some very hairy situations. But like I said, it works out. And it's always good having for someone to have your back. But then again, like there's so many times when you're like you're by yourself and you're just like, I'm here in this foreign place with yeah you know, by like this by myself. This is the most amazing place. Like I'm I'm on a night bus right now, mm. driving to the jungle, you know, to some place I don't know where I'm going and I don't have any internet. Or like you know, all I have is like fifty percent phone battery left. Like that. For me, oh it's like God. I love it. Like I love it. So like, no one speaks a word of English. Yeah. Uh, for me, like the overall experience is good. At the time, horrible. You know, yeah. backpacking is fifty percent shit. Like you, you remember it as good, but on the time you're there, it's horrible. It's so shit. There's like so many times, like even more, maybe sixty percent. Like it's not fun. Like you know, you're lugging your bag around. Mm-hmm. It's hot. You don't know where you're going. No one can speak any English. Um. And yeah, you don't know if it's going to work out. You don't know like what's happening. And like in those like kind of you know, Central American countries where I kind of ended up, like nothing, nothing works. There's no organization. There's no sense of urgency. There's no, no, nothing works. You pay money and you just 
get stranded somewhere. Did you ever feel because I feel so whenever people think of like Central America, they're quite like it's dangerous. Yeah, it is dangerous. Is it? It's dangerous, but it's fun. It's very fun. But yeah, it, I was I got in a lot of very hairy situations there. Yeah, can know. you describe it for us? Like, what is it actually like? Because, like, like, are you I mean, sure that you listen? Like, some yeah. of it's, it's pretty intense stuff, though. Like, I don't want to like put people off track. Oh, uh, I, <laughs> I, I don't know. I was in a knife fight in a bar. Friend got stabbed in the back. Oh. It was alright though. Um, and then I got nearly rubbed by bandits in the jungle, which was alright in the end. In those times, like, like I said, it wasn't fun. But in the, my head, I was like, it's gonna work out. It's gonna work How out. And then you can just throw money at the problem. I just like your instincts. Just like I don't know. Or like, what advice would you give to people when they're like in situations like that? That it's like uh, this, yeah, life or death. Yeah, um, that was the, the knife fight story. Was definitely uh, it wasn't definitely wasn't life and death situation. It was a little bit. It was I don't know. You kind of just take over a little bit. It wasn't the in the jungle. It was a little bit like that was really scary. I was probably like so. I was so scared. I was ridiculously scared at that point um, because <laughs> the the um, the guide was talking to his police and I kind of like I was with my friend I met him in Mexico and like met up, met up with him again and we go on this little volcano walk middle of the jungle and we're coming back down and the police officer is talking to our security our guide this old dude with a stick and I'm like how much do I have to bribe these cops because you get robbed by police all the time in Central mm. America it's like stock standard well I do it anyway mm. <laughs> um yeah, and then basically, like, you know, he's like, this bandits on the track down below. Um, and what they do is, like, the police will take a photo of you and send it to them because they're in on it. And then I, I told my friend, I was like, I saw that police just took a photo of us. I was like, oh, my God. <laughs> is this actually happening? Like, this, they definitely send that to the bandits. And then we'll, he goes, so there's only one way down as well. And he goes, yes, if the bandits do attack us, they'll run out of the bushes and throw machetes at you. And you have to block them with your walking stick. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, oh God, I remember it. Oh it's, like, it's, a, it's a funny story. It's a funny memory. But like at the time, Jesus was scared. I was telling my friend, I was like, are you serious? But it was like one way down, so you had to keep going. So we just walked all fine in the end. Nothing happened. And the whole time, like, I was freaking out. But I was like, you know what? It's going to be a good story. It's going to be a good story. It's going to be a good story. So keep telling yourself that. And when you've been traveling, at this stage, I've been traveling for nine months. Mm-hmm. After that, like, after that period of time on the road living out of a suitcase going new place to new place having different adventures like different levels of danger that kind of stuff mm-hmm. you build this immunity like this wall around yourself of like you just aura of confidence like traveling just boosts your confidence to it the does. extreme like ridiculously so I was like you know if I can you know mm-hmm. I climbed I climbed volcanoes you know I did everything like I worked in hostels like if I can do that by myself like, I can do anything and when you come back home it's important when you do come back from traveling is that you continue the confidence you, yeah. you, gotta, you gotta hold on to it for as long as you can because it's easy to get pulled back into your own old same ways you know what I mean yeah like you know because sure. you ditch so many habits like you know you've got any issues with like you know self-confidence or you know even image like self-image issues like once you're overseas out the window yeah no one cares you're, in, you own, like? you're in a foreign country you do whatever the hell you want what were you like before you left um, like in terms of like your mental state yeah. and like how you viewed yourself as mm. Angus yeah, I was like I've done some traveling previously, and I've yeah. always been like into it. But it's definitely like you know, you get. I kind of caught. I never thought I'd leave 
Brisbane or I didn't always I didn't want to leave Brisbane because I was, I was like oh like you know I don't want to leave my friends here yeah. all my friends are here um you know and you know I have to get a job here etc etc mm. and now I moved to the Gold Coast last week I came back I moved to the Gold Coast because I was like fuck it like I don't need to get a job in Brisbane I can get a job anywhere else like I can keep traveling Australia and see different parts like you get used to being out of your comfort zone which mm. is a big one yeah, that's a big one. It's definitely a perk with traveling. Yeah. Because you're always out of your comfort zone and then you just destroy those walls and you can say, I can do anything. And if I don't do it, so that doesn't work out. Before I left, I was like definitely a lot more worried about what other people thought as well. And like, you know, I'm not doing well enough in this area. My friends have a full-time job. I don't have a full-time job right now. Like stress, that really stressed me out. But when I came back, I was like, no, nah, it's all going to happen at my own pace, mm-hmm. know, which is good. It's really good. Really, really good. Um, that's the, like there's just so many plus sides of traveling. It's ridiculous, you know. Yeah. My my very close friend from my family friend from when I was young, still my friend, um, and he he never used to talk. Is very shy. He did a gap year over in England, came back. Different weapon. Person. Like he can just he's life the party. Funniest <laughs> dude. Like talks great great chat. And I was like that was like massive turnarounds. So you see that a lot with the 18 year olds and 19 year olds who go overseas. Yeah, yeah. It's really good. Would recommend it. A gap year is definitely on, definitely very play on. Yeah. Um, for sure. But yeah, now we'll go back to US, I guess. Yeah. The, we're, so, in, we're in New like, Orleans to kind yeah. of catch up to the story, the narrative. New Orleans, best place ever. Very fun if you like to drink. Very, very, very fun. Have, good food. Have my birthday. Oh, same food. Oh my God. Oh my God. That place is the best place in America. I went to, and then we uh, and then we drove across Texas, stayed at our one of our campus place. You know, like the, all in all these places, like we stayed at our friend's place in New Orleans as well. Stayed at a campus place in Austin, Texas. Um, stayed at an old um, guy who used to work at the camp in Tucson, Arizona, in his college dorm. Then we, then my friend's visa ran out and because it didn't get extended, which is really bad in the states. Um, we called up the agency and we go, did you um, extend the visa? Because we, we worked longer so that they extend the visa and different story. Yeah. And um, they didn't. And they didn't do it. And he's like, he goes, he goes, that's expired today. And we're like, oh shit, we're in trouble here. Because, you know, if you ever stay your visa in the States, you ain't getting back in. They won't let you back there. You're banned. Really? Yeah, pretty well. They take it very seriously. Yeah. And we're near the Mexican border at the time. We're in Arizona. And... Um, yeah, we're just like, we'll just drive the border. And we just drove the border the next day. And then we found out that he called up the Australian agency, like the office in Australia, mm-hmm. the day ahead. Yeah. So in reality, where we were, it ran out that day. Mm-hmm. So we're like, awesome. We're blocked out here. Yeah. Because um, now we he can legally leave the country like on the right day. So we kind of just walk up to the border, Mexicali, um, like that area of Mexico is one area you do not want to go to as a white person. Um, really? Oh yeah, in that big time. That's what are they it's like? All the, it's all the cartel stuff there. Yeah, you'll get robbed and stuff there, big time. But aren't there heaps of other people around there? Well, in the Mexican side, no, no, no tourism there. Oh really? It's all, yeah, that's like where all the drugs are. But that yeah, don't, North Mexico is dangerous. Um, but we rocked up there in the, in the Prius. <laughs> we got out, left our bags in there, and we ordered these Esther visas. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, so, yeah. like, it's 90 days in the States, over two years, and mm-hmm. you come and go over 90 days. Yeah, so we just ordered that on our phones 30 minutes before we go to the border, got accepted straight away, walked up to the guy, like, can we just, like, go out and back in again? <laughs> and he kind of let us. I don't know. So we walk into Mexico, 
just with our phone, wallet, and passport, and not knowing if we were allowed to get back in. And we just walked in, and then we took a right, and we came back in, and we waited a little bit, and it all ended up fine in the end, which was very lucky. We just winged that entirely. We should have been more prepared there, but like I said, it always works out. Oh. <laughs> it's the aura of confidence, and it always works out. And then we got back, and then we lived in California for a bit. In the, in, was in the um In the in the desert um. we're there for uh, three, three weeks awesome dude you know, Joshua Tree and the desert right? it's like right outside LA it's like amazing it's like a real massive music scene there it's all the hippie scene there yeah really cool it was good it was good to stay stationary for a bit because you know um, at this stage it's been over a month since I've slept in a bed mm. by myself yeah. ridiculous I've been sitting on couches or sharing beds um, yeah we're there for a bit and we drove up to Yosemite National Park which is like gorgeous insanely gorgeous then San Fran, LA, and then we flew to Mexico. So we, well, even then, like another story there is like we about we're back in the desert and we're flying out the next day and it rained for the first time like ever and the roads just got destroyed and we were like woke up at four to get our flight and it was just like we nearly couldn't get out of the place and yeah. we got out super late and then we got traffic and we made like check in by like five ten minutes. Wow, <laughs> that was that was really freaky. Um, Got to Mexico, landed in Mexico. Mexico is a different beast. You gotta be careful there. Like, you just gotta be. I look over your shoulder. Not look over your shoulder. Just gotta be careful. You can't be an idiot because mm. um, yeah, you'll probably get robbed. Um, Did you ever feel any sort of like privilege as like a male traveling? Because like, uh, depends where you go. Um, in India, no, not really. Yeah. In India, big time. India is hard for females to travel because mm. everyone's super creepy. Yeah, um, but I, I met a lot of solo travelers, um, women in India, but they were all kind of their late 20s, yeah. early 30s. A bit more mature, a bit more knew what they were about, obviously done some backpacking previously. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, yeah, um, as long as you know about yourself. And like, in, like I said, in the end, you're never really by yourself because you're always with people at hostels. You meet yeah. people at hostels, you know, everyone in a hostel wants to be your friend, always. Never any issues there. So you always got people with you and you always got someone to travel with if you want them to, mm-hmm. um, which is good. And the me- hostels in Mexico are awesome, prime. For partying, Mexico has been very fun. Yeah. Very fun. My first night in Mexico, we nearly got arrested because this crazy Italian dude is our friend. Oh, like we met him that night. We went out with him and he told us we could drink in public and we couldn't. And the cops like, you don't pay me this much money. I'll arrest you. <laughs> I've That's been, so I've been, me- been in Mexico for like, you, so yeah, oh. all the time, dude. I haven't regularly. Like, oh. I guess for me, though, I'm a bit of a target as well. Like, if you see me, I'm a bit of a rat bag. But, like, for someone who, you know, you, uh, isn't as, uh, what's what I can say? Like, if you don't go out and drink, then you're fine. But yeah. obviously, you will. Um, but yeah, you gotta be always ready for, like, in those second to third world countries, like, ready to bust out a bribe. But this is like me doing, like I said, this isn't regular backpacking. It mm-hmm. obviously depends where you go. Um, but this was me and my kind of like budget backpacking kind yeah. of way to go. So, you know, we stay in the cheapest hostels and they're not so good areas, you know. But obviously, if you have a bit more money, you're a bit more prepared about yourself. You can be, you know, in, in the end, like you figure it out. So you get to a new country, go to a hostel and, you know, very quickly people will give you the full rundown of the, the do's and don'ts, you know, yeah. what not to do, what to do, you know, don't travel with more than a thousand pesos because, you know, you might get robbed, you know, travel this amount, don't go here, don't do this, don't drink in public, like, et cetera, et cetera. So yeah. you, you get the rundown pretty easy. 
Um, and you always got people to show you. Um, but yeah, we went out like this guy obviously didn't know <laughs> any. Yeah, he said like, give me a snatch while I rest you. And we nearly did a runner, but we did the guy decided not to because yeah, you know, that was alright though. And then um yeah, went up to visit our friend in San Luis Potosi, like North Mexico, from summer camp as well. Okay. We crashed at his place for a week, I think, and that's when the whole knife fight thing happened. And then we went to Puebla, um, visited another friend, stayed there for a weekend. Um, and then we went to like the touristy area, like Cancun. Yeah. Hate that place. Um, <laughs> like I said, budget backpacker, you know, there's all resorts, very yeah. uh, Gold Coast surface paradise, essentially. Yeah. Um, not that great. And then we went to Playa de Carmen down below, and that was another good spot. I was all right. It's still very touristy. Because like when you're when you've been backpacking for a while, you you, you don't like touristy areas. Yeah, you like the um, the backpacker areas. Like the local. Yeah, the local stuff. Because yeah, you know you don't want to go and stay at a resort because that's like not really traveling. The you're right. Yeah. yeah, no, no way, <laughs> not no way. Because you're not like experiencing it. You're not living it. You're not like you know. Even though these scenarios that I say like to the viewers might sound horrible, mm. but at the time they don't seem that bad. Yeah. At all because you're used to it you're in the mindset you're in full adventure mode you're fully just what's next what's next what's next adventure like you gotta have yourself very quickly um and then yeah then we went to Tulum now it's a Tulum is where I ended up living there for like two months really? like I said we were running low on money um, my friend flew back to Miami to see his girlfriend mm-hmm. and he fell in love um and then <laughs> the way you said that <laughs> and then he yeah. fell in love <laughs> Different story. Um. <laughs> um, and then, um, yeah, and then I stayed there in Tulum and I worked at a hostel there for a while. How did you get that gig? It's just asked. You can always just like, I don't say work, I volunteered. So yeah. I, I would work there and I'd um, get free food and accommodation. Okay. Yeah, so my job there was just like to run the party events, like beer pong and stuff like that every night. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of partying. By the end of it, I couldn't get out of there fast enough. Um, very fun though. That place is so fun. Yeah, ridiculously fun. Um, and then my friend went home and then I went to Guatemala. So I bust there to Guatemala, bust to Belize, night bust and got on a bus to Guatemala and like did the whole Guatemala thing. And by that stage, like I was running very, very, very long money. And I was, I was very over it. You know, I've been living out of a suitcase yeah. for mm, like nine months. And you know, in the, in the nine months I've slept in a room four walls and a bed by myself two, two to three times I think Wow! so like I just didn't have any privacy for so long and I've been in hostels for the last six months and you just get a little bit over that for a bit and then I was just like running low on money I could have kept traveling but I couldn't have really kept traveling because I wouldn't have been traveling I would have been like surviving yeah. I wouldn't have been able to do the fun touristy stuff like you know like climb volcanoes because I couldn't afford it and you know do all this other crazy stuff because I had no money so yeah I was kind of like I think it's time to go home yeah. And it definitely was. I was like, tell me go home and get a job. And I was so ready to do that. You know what I mean? Because I wanted like, I didn't want to keep, you know, bumming around Central America. I was yeah. a little bit, a little bit over it. Yeah. Um, I wanted to do something a little bit more constructive. Like, and I nearly got a job in the Bahamas. So I was juggling that for a while when I was in Mexico doing like, um, filming, a filming job there for like a school, which would have been really, 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 really cool. Why but, did you say no? I don't know. I didn't get accepted. Like, oh, it was like, okay. It was a big long process. My friend works there, and they weren't very clear and telling me what um, what's happening. Um, and essentially, like they wanted a piece of portfolio, like a draft work to be done on a mock project, 
and I was in Guatemala at the time. Uh, and like, if you told me that a month ago, I could have flown home and done it for you. Yeah. Whereas now, I was like, but I guess everything happens for a reason. Yeah, I guess. But that would have been so sick because I was staying in Mexico, so I could go there quickly if I needed yeah. it. But whatever, that's fine. Shit happens. Um, and then that's another thing from traveling. You just learn the whole yeah. shit happens. Walk the ducks back, whatever. Everything happens for a reason. Um, yeah, then I went home on Christmas. Flew home on Christmas. Wow. <laughs> it, was, it sucked, but like, it was all right. <laughs> what was it like? 11 hours in LAX airport on Christmas Day. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. What was it like coming back to your family and stuff? That was all right. Yeah. <laughs> Me and my family, like, I'm not, like, super, like, you know, I moved out of home when I was 18. Mm-hmm. So, like, I haven't lived at home for ages, so. Yeah. You know, I'm not very dependent on my parents. Well, I am a little bit financially at the moment, big time. We don't have money. <laughs> Thanks, mum. But um, it was good. Came back from my family. It was good. Came back to Brisbane, met up with my friends, and literally nothing had changed. Nothing. Yeah. No, next to nothing. Like even less than nothing. Like not, like there's no you know he kiss she kiss stuff happening at all. It was stupid. I was so disappointed. I wanted some goss. Yeah. I wanted some drama. A little bit <laughs> is that bad no but like you know what i mean like just, and i was just like oh wow like nothing's happened mm. and that's what you realize you're off overseas doing all this amazing stuff like doing the most coolest shit ever climbing yeah. volcanoes getting adventures meeting new people every day going to these gorgeous spots going to the same parties and people just working back home yeah same old shit yeah and okay. then like it's very addicting traveling like very addicting Mm-hmm. called the travel bug so you like that's you know, one more I want to keep going but I'm good for a while now so I want to park up for a bit and even I still feel like I'm traveling when I'm at the Gold Coast yeah I don't know anyone on the Gold Coast I literally don't know one not one person why I, I don't one person. on the Gold Coast I, I've got a job there oh really yeah so I got a job so I was like I said wherever I was trying to move to Melbourne and I was just like wherever I can get a job I'll get a job I'll go to yeah got a job I had my first week it's awesome it's amazing really good job loving it yeah. Um, and yeah, I'm like, live 100 meters from the beach. Go to the beach every day. So it's good. Do you think that like the Angus, like before, like you went on to this trip, would have like done something like that? Just no. been like, oh, I'll just go to the Gold Coast. No. I'll no way. No, never. Definitely not. But that, no, no way. Mm. No, definitely not. That would, yeah, that's because I came back traveling. That is like, I was back in Toowoomba where I'm from. Um, for like a month with my parents which um, was good for the start that I can't live with my parents for that long love them but like like I said nine months traveling on your own like and before that living out of home for four or five years yeah like it's just it's hard to go back to family life but such is life yeah and it's good and I already have my next plan my next trip sorted or semi sorted I want to go back to Nepal what? And then in two, three years, I want to go to Africa. Oh, that would be so cool. Mm, yeah. I got a little bit of a flair for the dangers. I want to do um, Cape to Cairo. We have the same, the same guy. Mm-hmm. We want to start in Cape Town, South Africa, and go all the way up to Cairo, Egypt, via land. So you can't fly. Wow. You can only really live in a walk, drive, drive, train. However, yeah, we'll probably get a car. We'll, we have to sort that out. But we want to do that not the way we did this last trip. We want money. We want to be prepared. Yeah. We want to, like, a bit of a schedule. We yeah. want to, like, you know, get skills that will help us over there. We want to, we actually, we want to vlog and vlog it as well. Travel. That would be so... Yeah. Do you wish you'd done, like, a vlog thing whilst you were traveling um, this Yeah. Trip? Yeah. 
I, I would have liked to, um, definitely, for sure. But, like, our traveling wasn't... Uh, yeah, like, to do a travel vlog is, like, like it takes organization. And also the internet. Did you, like, you yeah. probably wouldn't have had... You don't get very good internet. Yeah. Yeah, no, not very rarely. Very rarely would you. On the States, you get good internet. States, for sure, then a vlog in the States would have been good. But, but like, I, yeah, if I had a GoPro, probably could have done that. Yeah. Um, I would love to do it, but I think it would be better done when I'm a bit older. Yeah. Where I'm not, like, just going to places to get fucked up. Yeah. In, in the States, we didn't really like, travel that much, but Central America was like, everything went to shit there. We just partied, as you would when you're 23 in Mexico. Yeah. Very fun. Would recommend. What, like, attracts you to traveling? Attracts you to traveling? Mm. Um, just traveling. <laughs> it's just addicting. It's like, why? This is better than here. Anyway, it's traveling. And, like, you just kind of want to, like, while you're traveling, you want to tick off as many places as you've been as possible. There's always new experiences. You just meet the coolest people. Oh, my God. The weirdest people as well, but also the coolest people. A lot of weirdos, but a lot of really cool people. And like I said, every time you go, you you, you just develop so much as a person, like ridiculously so. And like it, it teaches you to get thrown in the deep end as well. So you get used to being in that deep end. You get used to um, you know being in those hairy situations. You know? yeah. Like I said, like if I can handle nearly getting robbed by bandits in the jungle I can handle going to a fucking job interview you know what I mean yeah, yeah. you know what I mean like a job interview what's that compared to like this so yeah. that mindset is like so powerful so strong just maintain that you can do anything what would you say like what's changed about you the most out of like the I don't know 10 months 9 months 9 months overseas yeah probably the like the ability to move and like go with robot and just like give it a go like move it to the Gold Coast that's probably by far the biggest thing um yeah, for sure. Like, being able to leave my friends here in Brisbane, which, like, you know, I'm a very social guy. I love, like, my friends dearly. And, like, it, it, it does suck being away. But, then, like, I was just like, yeah, I'm just... I can just... Wherever I can go, where a job is, like, that's where I'll go. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't need... Like, I can live on my in a new environment by myself. Like, I can do that now because I did it in Mexico. Like, I lived in a house with 10 Argentinians, a two-bedroom two, two house. <laughs> Yeah, for two months. Yeah. It was very... In in Mexico, it's super hard. Oh, my gosh. That's insane. Yeah. Um, but I don't know. Does it ever freak you out? I feel as though at this age, like, trying to figure out what you're doing in life, that it kind of freaks me out just... I don't know. Like, having a nine-to-five job and, like, that... I don't even know what it's called or... Like suburbia, or yeah, kind of like your conformity to the man. Yeah, <laughs> nah, yeah, no, just like the, the structural, like yeah, I am routine. I love that. That's the thing that I actually I really like having routine. Yeah. I like I want to work nine to five. Yeah, yeah. I want to get my career going. Like I really do because like you know uni's done and like it's time to get a job and get some skills. That's what like we really learned in US as well. Like a traveling when we left the US, we were so career driven. We were like, we're never coming back. We're getting jobs somewhere. We want to move here. We want to do this. We go back to the States. Like, we want to do all this stuff. Didn't really work out that way. Never works out the way you think it will. Um, but yeah, like, you just gain this mentality of like, you can do anything, which is good. And like, I, because like, obviously, me and him were like running departments at this summer camp where we rocked up and we weren't meant to be running. And we ended up just running these departments. And like, from there, I was like, yeah, this is sick. Like, you just gained a real sense of like, I don't know, like, let's get shit done in our lives that's where we were at and like we're at that point as well in our lives depends what point in life you're in 
You know? Yeah. We were like at the 23, 10, 24 like, age, like ready to like knuckle down and get some career skills going on. Like, yeah, like, in my mind, I was like, what I want to do is I want to go back or like just get skills. I want to get qualified. Like if I got this job in the Bahamas, I wouldn't have come home for like at least two years. I would have stayed over there. Like, I wouldn't have come back. What did you say to your parents when you would speak to them on the phone? Oh, they, that, they were keen. They would love that. They were like, of course. Like, that's ridiculous. You have a job in the Bahamas. Like, getting paid. But no, were they ever like, Angus, when are you coming back home? No, I'm not very much. Because my mum was a very, very intense traveler. Oh, really? She was way more intense than I was. Yeah, man. She traveled in the 80s, dude. Oh. She did like, she was one of the first people to enter China. So she went down this, um, oh she got a boat in the China when they opened their borders. She was in Hong Kong. It took her three months to get out because um, no one would talk to her. She hated it. She couldn't get out. She used to run a tour bus company where she was like, worked on like a bus Contiki type to, um, operation through Afghanistan in the 80s for the Middle East. Like got a passport stolen in the Middle East. Like she's been everywhere. She's done everything. She's been in India. She's, she's done so much stuff. She's puts me to shame. Yeah. Time. Yeah. No, oh, she okay. lived in Japan like so from there she's like obviously that's where I got it from Sam my friend's mum he um she lived in um Israel for like two years so like yeah for sure um I don't when, when I go overseas next time I don't plan on coming back to Australia really yeah no Show it will always be there. That's what you gotta realize. It's always gonna be I know there. like yeah. that's what people freak out like oh my god I'm not there but like dude you come back and be the same yeah the same shit how do you view like the world now for example like when I don't know before I went overseas I think that I didn't realize how privileged we are mm-hmm. like in Australia and um, well even though for me like I moved from like West Africa Liberia but I haven't been back since I was you know seven so it's still obviously it would be like a huge culture shock going back but yeah. especially places like because I was mainly like in Italy but in Milan like you would see so many people just like selling anything to try and like get by Mm. and I definitely obviously was living a very different lifestyle because I was like studying and Mm. stuff and um probably had like a bit of money um so it wasn't like I was like you know backpacking and whatnot but no for sure it just I don't know India's a big culture shock Mm. India's full on that's like if you like I was fine with it though I'm pretty like chill guy like that but then some yeah some people can't handle that. It's definitely a big, big culture shock there. Always culture shock. Yeah, Australia's perfect. Yeah, it's nothing. No one can complain about anything, really. Like, there's issues. Obviously, there's issues, but like nothing nearly as bad. You know, imagine living in Mexico and having like the, the corruption with the police. It's the, the general corruption with the government is so ridiculously fucked up. I just like living an honest wage, and then like you know, getting robbed by police. For no reason, mm. and you take you pay taxes to some corrupt ass politician. Mm. So what do you mean? So <laughs> like as if you wouldn't turn to crime. At least you're like working and you're making money, your mm. own money, and you get to spend money you make instead of just like going to some corrupt politician so you can live in his mansion on the beach. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like that's for me like big thing. And you can't like I can't complain about living in Australia at all. Australia's a bit boring, I guess, but like it's also like just so perfect. Ridiculously so. We're so chilled. Yeah, very chilled. Australians, most loved person, most travelled people ever as well. Yeah. Is by far the most amount of Australians travelling. Always do, without a doubt. Like other big ones are like French, Canadians, there's a lot of Germans as well. Mm. Um, Dutch. 
but Australians are everywhere around the world and they're received everywhere very well yeah very well everyone loves Australians yeah did you ever like notice because when I was away and interacted with like Americans and whatnot it became so apparent like I I loved them you're a celebrity in America if you're Australian (laughs) yes they love the accent they're like oh my god I was like I was surprised but they actually are metal off it they just love it so much which is hilarious it is very funny (laughs) it makes you feel very good about yourself yeah but did you ever like notice the culture is such like a big thing in terms of like I don't know, like with some of the Americans, sometimes I didn't really get them mm. and I just put it down to like culture and just like a different way of life. And No, for sure. Americans are a different beast. Like in America though, like every city is different. Mm. You know, in Australia, there's not much difference between Melbourne and Brisbane, honestly. Like maybe some slight things, but like nothing really. Mm. Um, like the only difference would be like, you know, where you go out on a night out basically or where you live or like, you know who has better coffee whereas like in america it's like the difference between new orleans and texas is ridiculous yeah. the difference between la and san fran is ridiculous like even like yeah um linguistically wise so like language like the way they talk the different accents from like new jersey to new york brooklyn to new york like mm. it's the same city in different areas different suburbs different hoods have different accents yeah it's crazy if I was to put anywhere as the capital of the world, it would be New York. Yeah, New York is like a melting pot. Yeah, uh, big time. The first time we were there, we, we, when we landed, it was like 10 o'clock at night. We got on the, on the metro just to Brooklyn. That was an experience. <laughs> yeah, jeez. Oh, my gosh. Wow. Well, actually, I've got one more question. Hit me. Did you find love or experience <laughs> love while I was traveling? I didn't. You did My friend did, though, big time. It's, really? They're still going out. Um, they met whilst traveling. Yeah, the summer camp, summer romance. <laughs> Me? No, no. I was. Um, Were you open to it though? No, not really. Yeah, I guess. I don't know. Uh, kind of. Yeah, I'm always open to it. Yeah. I wasn't looking for it. I was kind of just, just chilling, doing my thing. Like, definitely, you know. Yeah, he definitely like was open to it, but I never got involved with it. My friend's a lover boy though, so he he fell in love with the summer camp. Like for me, like I wasn't there to fall in love. Me, I was there just to, I don't know, wing it, <laughs> which doesn't involve falling in love. It could have happened. Yeah, definitely wouldn't write it off. But I didn't uh, no, I, don't, I did not as a whole. Definitely yeah. like had experience with women, but didn't uh, definitely didn't fall in love. Yeah, so I'm not much of a lover boy though either. You're not. I've had one girlfriend in like, high school. That scares me. <laughs> Why is that scary? The audacity. <laughs> but my friend Big Time did. Yeah, he found like hardcore. Yeah. Good on him. Yeah, I guess. Yeah. But then I guess it's just life. Because well, obviously. I know, for me, like, I wasn't open to it because, like, I didn't know where I'd be in a month. Mm-hmm. I could be, I, I could be back at home. And you didn't really want to, like. And, like, I'm not going to get a girlfriend in, in, the, in America when I can't even afford to go back here realistically for ever <laughs> yeah. and like I won't come back here forever and the chances of her coming to Australia if I'm an Australian girl yes oh yeah for sure like that's the thing that was like doable for me and I thought perfectly fine but in my mind I was like no yes and no but I no one that. swept me off my feet I wasn't I didn't, I didn't fall <laughs> it's hilarious um okay so I asked everyone the same sets of questions um 
at the end is just like a bit fun because it's funny to like see what everyone says. Mm-hmm. Let me just find it. For sure. Okay, here it is. Okay. Your words. Who has influenced you the most in your life? Um, influenced me the most in my life, you would say. Jesus, it's like a job interview. <laughs> <laughs> um, the the guy, I probably say the guy who ran the orphanage in India. That guy was insane. Mm. Yeah, that guy was ridiculous. He was like the most insp- inspirational person I've ever met. In different areas, though, like my cousin socially, my cousin. Mm. A little like a social spark from there. Um, but yeah, I probably that guy it was pretty big time on that one. Obviously, my parents as well, not to like say the old parents card. Yeah. I quite, I mean, does everyone say parents? Um, how, how many people say parents? My uh, mum, my dad. Uh, like 80%. <laughs> surely. A lot of people. Yeah. But it can be anyone. For sure. If you had to choose one person though, who, who would you be like, has influenced you the most? Orphanage guy, your cousin. Yeah, the, um, Shanish Moon. Yeah, no, him. As far as like inspired me to do good, that guy for sure. Mm. Yeah, big time. What was it like working in that orphanage? Awesome, mm. best place ever. Oh, my God, the kids are so good there. Really good stuff. Um, he, the orphanage itself is um, pretty cool though. It's um, he, he does like he does so much. He's like such a good hearted person. Um, but obviously you get some pretty messed up stories from there as well like you know we went to go film a video of a kid and he, he left like he just arrived that day and we went the next day to get some more footage of him and he left because he had a drug addiction he was like 12 yeah <laughs> pretty full on it's like he's addicted to this stuff it's like this like marijuana but like in water I don't, know, I don't know what it's called I forgot what it's called but they, they drink it it's like a ritual thing there and he's hooked on that shit so he bailed Pretty sad, pretty full on. That was definitely a life changing moment, big time, for the yeah. eighteen year old hangers. Hmm. <laughs> um, who would you, living or dead? Who would you invite to dinner? Living or dead? Yeah. Joe Rogan. I don't know who that is. Oh come on, you do podcasts? <laughs> Actually, wait, was he the guy who started podcasts? No, he doesn't start podcasts. He just does like really good podcasts. Um, Honestly, I'm probably just saying that because I've been watching a heap of Joe Rogan recently and he's so good at making conversation. He's so funny. Really? He does podcasts. He's done like Elon Musk and all that kind of stuff. Like, you would know when you see it. Okay. Probably, surely. You know, you should watch his videos because he's insanely good. He's very good at doing podcasts. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I'll bring him to dinner for sure. No, he would be good. Um, but living like dead though. Oh, no. That's really like, someone dead would be huge though. Yeah. Oh, these are hectic questions. I don't know how <laughs> You should, have, you, should have, you should have given me these before I came so I can prepare. But I love just, you know, springing on, spot. on people. Oh, Fast um, Dead. How many cool dead people are there? So many cool dead people. Oh. But I don't, if they're dead, I don't know if they're cool though. Like, yeah. Cool. Like, I, could talk, I could ask some questions. Yeah, Joe Rogan. Fuck it. There you yeah. go. He'll be funny. He's funny. I know that will be good. <laughs> I might get something later. Um, what meal, if you had one day to live, what meal would you eat? Huge. Very huge. Mm. I used to be super into uh, Mexican food. Then I went to Mexico, so I'm a little bit sick of it now. It's probably still just like a good burrito. Yeah, no, you can't go wrong with burrito. Isn't the burrito like actually not even that good? 
Mexican at all, and yeah, it's just like Mexican. There's like it's like not like their main one. They got like they got so much. Or don't they make it there's in no, a different way? There's no hard shell tacos in Mexico either. Really? Yeah, all soft. Mm. That's a gringo operation right there. Mm. It's all gringos. Um, what's the best advice you've ever received? Uh, everything in moderation. Yeah, grandfather told me that. Everything in moderation. It's very good. I, I live by that actually. To be honest. I like that. Yeah, you party, you work, work hard, party hard. You know, if you're not working enough, then don't party hard. Yeah. If you're not partying, if you're not partying enough, and you're working too much, party a little bit more. I guess mm-hmm. within yeah. Within reason. How? I said within reason. Within reason. Yeah. Um. And if you could spread one message to the world, what would it be? Uh, probably everything in moderation. <laughs> to be honest, like I, I live by that pretty heavily. Yeah. But one message to the whole world. No. Or to our listeners. Probably. To our listeners. Everything in moderation. Yeah, I'll be straight back to that. I read it. It's a good way to live your life. Yeah. 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 Um, and lastly, just me. Right um Who is Angus right now after traveling, traveling for such a long time yeah, and being back home? Just chilled out, dude. Make it, I'm trying to make some money. Trying to get money again. <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's what I am. No, I'm just, I'm, honestly, I haven't changed that much. I'm pretty much the same as I was before I left. Just I don't know. You seem different. Oh, really? Yeah. With that said, though, you knew me when I was like fucking 18, 19, working at a burger store. Yeah. Um, yeah, just a guy, very social, likes going out. Um, maybe a little bit too much, maybe not enough, but now that I'm working, it's fine. So, yeah, this I'm honestly just making money to go overseas again, to be fair. Yeah. Well, if you have the in LA, hit me up. No, I can, I, I got past to stay in LA. I can live out in the desert. Yeah. No, definitely. LA's sick. Oh, no, I don't really like LA, but California's sick. I'll go to California again. Yeah. Go to San Fran. That place is better. Oh, I'm going to go to San Fran. so bad. It's really good. Really expensive, though. Really yeah. Expensive. My friend lives there, um, who I met on exchange, and, like, she was telling me her rent, and I was just like, oh, my God. Yeah. And she's, I'm pretty sure she's, like, sharing a room with someone, even, and it's, it's like, um, still so, like, expensive. It's expensive, but it's, like, oh, God, it's so nice. Mm. So nice. Yeah. Ridiculously nice. Yeah. <sighs> and if you're listening, we hope you're getting the travel bug because traveling is pretty amazing. It's pretty fun. Would recommend. Yeah. Yeah. Amazing. Thanks, Angus, so much for coming onto the podcast no and worries. talking about your <laughs> travels. <laughs> okay. Bye, bye, everyone. Thank you for listening to Taylor. To explore more Taylor things, visit the blog at Taylor.com. Me. You'll find further articles, visuals, and a space to think, learn, and grow. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.